0: Welcome to the financial freedom podcast delivered with personality by the team at Rachel Bell Wealth Management along with their occasional special guests. Today in the studio I am joined by practice principal Rachel and financial advisor Abigail and we're going to be talking all about the numbers behind pensions and retirement and let me say brace yourself for some shockers. Um, How are we doing ladies?
1: Very good James, thank you.
0: Okay, let's just talk before we get to the numbers. Let's just talk a little bit around the motivations for this podcast today.
1: Okay, I think well, definitely where the motivation has come from today. So, um, as, as you know, James, we run financial well-being workshops, which basically uh, delivers a very thought-provoking, insightful presentation um, to employees across a number of our business uh, business owners. And the feedback that we get on the most impactful part of that presentation is some of the numbers we're going to be talking about today. And where where we get the feedback is that this section that talks about how much do I need um, can be quite scary, but it really helps people to grasp what they need to do and have a bit more of an idea as to what they need to grasp hold of. And when we get the most phone calls after uh, one of these sessions, it's all about, oh my God, I saw the presentation um, that you gave and it, it it was just me. It was like you were talking to me and I really need to start thinking about my retirement and what I need.
0: Okay. So essentially, if you've got a pension of any sort, if you plan to retire at some point in life, which we all we all do, then... numbers we're about to share now are pertinent to you and your loved ones so let's head straight into it with perhaps just a a general question which is how how much does somebody need to retire or how much does a pension pot need to be worth in order to afford somebody a reasonable standard of living
2: well of course the answer is different for Everyone, You know, everyone's got a different amount that they'd be comfortable with or however much they need. There was a brilliant tool um, that was released a few years ago. It's a website called the Retirement Living Standards. Um, And what that does is that sort of looked at, on average, how much people need for a comfortable or a moderate retirement. Um, It also breaks it down on there um, as well. But what it's got is they've said that for a single person, the average annual spending for a retired single person was found to be £23,300 for a moderate retirement. But then for a comfortable retirement, £37,300 is needed. Um, But again, that's varied for for everyone. But I think what's most important to address is that on average, a single person receives £12,800 a year. So straight away you can see there's a big shortfall there of over 10,000 pounds a year um just to achieve a moderate retirement
0: so so what does this mean in real terms is this are we marching towards a, a generation of pensioners living in poverty is are there are there actions that can be taken now to stop this because that, that's quite frightening actually so what we're saying average 12,800 in yep. terms of a pension yeah but just for a moderate life, you need almost double that. That's That feels quite scary. It, there's,
1: there's, there's no getting away from the fact that, that it is quite scary. And again, the principles for what we stand for and why we do these sessions in the first place is to make advice more accessible. Because if you're not aware of these things or if you don't know what you should be doing, how do you know And and how do you know what? you should be prioritizing or what you should be taking control of and and the 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 really scary thing is that the the pension workplace pensions are not what they were years ago where you did start work in one place the chances are you might have stayed there for all of your working life and you did come out with a very very good pension that's not the case anymore James and we need to make people aware of that but help and guide people to understand what they need to do to achieve at least a moderate retirement. And the reality is that in the UK, the vast majority of people are not saving anywhere near enough for their retirement. And there's some quite scary figures around that. And I just use self-employed because business owners as well. Um, And this is according to the Office of National Statistics, but there's only 20% of self-employed people are paying into a pension.
0: So what, so what happens, what's going on with the other 80%? Well, presumably they're not. So if 20% are, 80% aren't, what happens when they get to retirement age? Are we talking the state pension, if it still exists and that's your
1: lot? The reality, yes. If, if they haven't built up capital um, from the business or acquired it anywhere else and they're dependent on the state pension. And I always describe to clients that the only time the state pension is a problem is if it's all you've got um because you know the state pension in today's terms is around about 10,100 pounds a year if you're entitled to the full state pension now that's that's you know quite a lot of money but it's less than half much less than half of what you would need as a single person, to have a moderate standard of living. A moderate wouldn't be going on holiday. Moderate would be paying for all of your essential costs and maybe having the odd meal out um, or the odd weekend away. For a comfortable retirement, you know, you're talking about £37,300 a year, uh, which is an awful lot of money. And, and not that I'm wanting to really terrify people, but it, to put that into context, because the next step from that is well, what kind of pot do I need that's going to provide that? And if I take it down a little notch and we look at a very rough rule of um, thumb, which we look at, which is in order to establish the size of the pot that you would need, if you multiply the annual income that you need by 25, that gives you a rough idea. So if we take 20,000 as an example, we multiply that by 25, then that gives us a lump sum of half a million. £500,000 is what you would roughly need in a pot to provide you with an income of £20,000 a year. And that, again, is according to the Office of National Statistics from uh, from 2020. Now, obviously, we all know the value of investments can go down and up, so the, there's a lot of variables around that, and there's certainly no guarantees, but it gives you an indication. Half a million, is a huge amount of money So, you know, we want to kind of look at how how are you going to achieve that? What you've already got in place that you might not realise contributes quite a lot already to that pot. So we try and make it less scary by pulling it back and helping you have a plan. But the reality is unless you kind of take control of it yourself, you could end up in a position where you think you're going to be okay, but you're actually going to have an income of a lot less than you need to just survive
0: so how how does somebody go about establishing how much is in their pot
2: um so to establish how much is in your pot you might have um a pile of paperwork that you've never touched so have a little look through that see if you've got any statements or what's best to do really is access your account online um and if you have changed employment it can be a bit of a you know, task to keep track of them all. So if you've got an Excel spreadsheet, if you've got a file, anywhere you do your filing, just make sure you've got sort of evidence or a statement from each pension you've got, just so you don't lose it. And it can be hard to keep track if your pension changes names and things like that. But if you do have it sort of stored somewhere, what you've got, um, you might receive annual statements through the post or it might all just be updated on your app or your account online and if you just log in there you'll start to be able to build a picture and see what you've got um but also if you think I might have a pension I don't know where it is where it is I don't know what I'm invested in and if you're trying to hunt it down you can look on the government website to hunt down old pensions as well
1: yeah and I think fundamentally as well what I would add add with that is when sometimes, and we do have instances where we literally do get landed with a bag full of paperwork that maybe have written on the envelope important pension statement, but don't have a clue as to what that pension statement means. So, a fundamental part of our job is to help you make sense of what you've already got, and that again removes a bit of fear because if we can relay that paperwork back to you in a way that we can explain that that means that you've already got so for, say for example um, you need to have an income of 37300 for a comfortable retirement and all of your statements together we might come back to you and say well actually you've already got 10000 towards that and then we add in the state pension all of a sudden it's less scary Um, And it does become a little bit more palatable to think, okay, so all I need to do potentially then is an extra 10,000. Now that doesn't detract from the fact that we've still got a lot of work to do, but we will help you understand what you've got. Um, And tracking down old pensions is sometimes part of the, is is challenging. Uh, But sometimes people underestimate the value of what they've already got in place as well.
0: So do we have any figures on, so we say the half a million quid, is what we think that or not what we think what the ONS has said that's what you need for a
1: yeah as a rough guide 25 times whatever the annual income is that you that you need so it's mm-hmm. using 20,000 in that example multiplied by 25 gives you and and, and, a and is nice it possible to, is, is,
0: is is it possible to break that down so that somebody just starting off in the world of work now could say right okay well i just know that if i can afford to make this monthly payment from now my employer's going to match and that's going to get me to where I need to get to can it be worked all the way back to absolutely yeah starting from that point definitely or any point for that matter Mm -hmm. actually so you know if you're 25 or 30 or, or 40 plus as I'm sure sometimes is the case there can be a plan in place where you can literally work it down to the penny which is to achieve this you really need to start paying this now
1: Absolutely, Um, and and when we look at a workplace pension, especially, we can get what we call projections, which projects forward what the value of that pot could be if the contributions are continued to be made. Um, So again, helping build that picture, but also something that you mentioned there: if you if you're just starting out in the world, it might seem a, a quite insignificant amount, but the earlier that you start then you really start to get the benefit of something that we call compounding growth. Um, And Einstein described compounding as the eighth wonder of the world. But to put it into context, what we mean, it's like, you know, getting interest on interest. So at the moment, you know, interest rates are available again. So if you think if you're saving on a regular basis and you're getting interest on that money each year, then the next year you're going to get interest on the interest that you got last year. Um, So to just give you a couple of examples, and again, this is variable and it's not guaranteed, but as an example, if we take two scenarios where we've got a lady who is saving um, £200 per month, um, and then we've got another lady that is going to save £400 a month, but she starts 10 years later, So we've got the lady that's starting with £200 a month and after 20 years at £200 a month, potentially that pot could be worth £73,599, roughly. You've then got the other lady that's going to save double that but in half the amount of time, her pot would only be, well, it's still a significant amount, but her pot would be worth £59,000. So the benefit that the lady saving £200 has got is that she's getting more interest on her interest for longer. So you see the pot multiply and multiply and multiply. So if you're in your 20s and you're starting off making what you think is a very small contribution and your employer's making a contribution, all of a sudden you project that forward by 30, 40 years, that can be a significant contribution towards achieving your goal, even based on a small contribution uh, with that. So again, having the conversation and making that picture a reality, all of a sudden can be a lot less scary. Um, so just just to kind of just put a bit of context around those figures that we've just shared with you. So they assume a growth rate of around about four percent. But these figures are only examples; they're not guaranteed. What we're trying to do is to just bring to life a little, little bit the points of the longer that you've got, um, then the bigger difference that that can make um, from there. And there's there's actually something else which we always get quite excited about. So some a question that we ask even when we're doing financial education in the schools that we do as well. Um, and I'm going to ask ask you, James. Okay, so if we were to think that you have a choice and I can give you for the next 30 days, one pence that will double every day or £50,000 per day for the next 30 days, what would you prefer?
0: Well, I know it's well. I would, I would. My initial response is, well, I'll take the fifty k and I'll try and do something good with it every day.
1: Okay. (laughs) Um,
0: However, something tells me that if I took the one p, over that period of time, something amazing is going to happen to my one p, and before I know it, my one p is worth a hell of a lot more. Even though, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, after the first week, I'm going to have you know one, two, four, eight, sixty. I'm I'm going to have still going to have less than a quid after week one, so it doesn't feel good. But something tells me that...
1: <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're exactly right. And 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 to use that as an example entirely... So on day one, obviously, one pence does not compare to 50,000. On day seven, 64p. Um, so it still doesn't compare with what you would have at 50,000 a day, which is 350,000. But if we project that forward to the 30 days, if you'd taken the one pence that doubles every day, that would equate to... million. So, you know, all of a sudden you're taking one P on day one, that doubles every day, that you end up with 5,368,709. If you take the 50,000 every day, don't get me wrong, it's still a very, I would still be very grateful for for this amount, but you have 1.5 million. And that really just, gives you an idea about the power of compounding from a number that starts off very small. Now, we're not saying that things double every day. It's just to really give you an illustration of how interesting sometimes it can be when we think about numbers and what we would take today as opposed to the longer term.
2: I think sometimes as well, people think, oh, I won't start doing that until I can put a decent amount in or whatever in their minds is a decent amount. You know, there's no point doing it until I've got X amount spare every month and, you know, this, that and the other. But it it does show there's power in making contributions. You know, what you can afford to put in in your 20s each month is going to be, you know, completely different to what you're going to be able to afford in, in your 60s, say, your demands on your expenditure c- can be very different and um, as you go through different life stages mm-hmm. so so yeah definitely worth looking at making a start when you can
1: so compounding is the process that assets earnings either from capital gains or interest or reinvested dividends and things like that grow over time Um, So all of this information is basically taken from something that we call Investopedia, James. So Investopedia that talks about compounding um, from 2022. I'm
0: just trying to think now of 30 separate double your money schemes that I could pull off in the space of a month to turn 1P into (laughs) five, whatever, million quid. There has to be, away. That, well, has
1: to be is, a James, way. If there is, James, if there is, and you find that, <laughs> then absolutely, um, we will do it. But the vast majority of us, would just want to have a little bit more certainty and a little bit more of a steady, um, steady journey.
0: you must have to have difficult conversations with people sometimes because, you know, the numbers that we shared towards the beginning of the pod, the 12,000, whatever it was, is the average pension versus a moderate lifestyle versus a more comfortable lifestyle. Um, And we didn't even get onto more aspirational lifestyles then. Um, That's quite stark. Even if you bring the state pension in, and who knows what's going to happen with that in Mm -hmm. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Um, how, How do you deal with, those
1: situations i think the most importantly is that we do deal with it um because we would not be helping anybody if we didn't have those conversations and whilst they might not be comfortable at all it's nonetheless it's very very important and there's two different ways where that those conversations um can be quite uncomfortable for for, for both parties it's never nice to have but sometimes if we have clients who are um spending more or taking more from their pension than we would recommend then what we actually need to spell out is how long those funds will last and very often there can be a real risk that if they continue to take an income at the level that they are the funds will run out before they do and that that can be a reality because if you've got A pot that you've built up, then what we look to try and recommend is a sustainable income that means that that pot won't run out. And we work together with clients to establish what that's going to be. And we try and be as flexible as possible. But sometimes, you know, clients want to take more and get used to a certain lifestyle. Then the message that we have to give is fundamentally, if you continue to take income at this level, the pot will run out. And when we're planning for a 100 year living, and when we all know that later life planning and the cost potentially if we're going to care um, can be quite significant, that's a difficult message to give um, because the reality is that we're telling somebody that they're going to have to reduce the income that they take. If they don't, we have to point out and document, put in writing what the consequences of their actions would be. The opposite side of things is where somebody would come to us and um, I'm <laughs> just remembering an example that you had, Abigail, where there was a lovely gentleman. Oh. Yeah, you remember that, that story. Yeah, so
2: it? yeah, so it's would seen things on social media, um, all these promises that, you know, if you put X amount in, you'll get guaranteed three hundred percent growth um every month. Um so you could basically borrow money um from somewhere, invest it, get all these crazy levels of growth. Um and he'd be set and wouldn't need to work and he'd be able to quit at, you know, thirty, which, you know, I, I think it's hard because my little brother's thirteen and he told me he's gonna start investing and my mum's gonna be able to retire in a few years because there is a lot of things on social media that's be really unrealistic um growth. Those
1: levels. schemes that you were talking about with the four gyms.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ones that say if you have one pence we can double it every day for a month. Um those kind of things.
0: Yeah. And how, how does it work? So, you know, I mean, what, what we're talking about here is individual numbers. Yeah. You know, so in the, the average individual um, pension is worth 12,000, whatever, um, the ad, at the average cost for a moderate life or a comfortable life is extra for an in individual. When, when you, you, you're speaking to couples, for example, mm. how does, what's the dynamic of the planning there? So say, for example, you know, one might have a magnificent, pension pot one might have a, a you know a bit of a meager pension pot for whatever reason you know is is the dual planning there is dual planning dangerous because they might get divorced is dual planning dangerous because one of them might die and the pension dies with them uh, you know because there'll be a lot of people listening to this pod now thinking well i'm okay because we're okay
1: yeah um, and it's a really important point uh, to raise. And, and everybody looks after their finances different, differently, you know. So for um, myself and my husband, it's, it's one pot and that's our view. And when we're talking with clients, we plan for today, now. The what ifs, you know, what if I get divorced? What if it doesn't work out? We can't plan for that part. All we can plan for is today and what the circumstances are at that time. So we look at the fundamentals of advice and very often we do pool the resources together and look at what the joint aspirations are. But equally, the aspirations can be quite diff- different. So quite commonly, it can be um, one party that has wants to retire early and the other party isn't bothered about retiring early. So they're not going to both retire at the same time. So you've almost got a stepped retirement but then a couple of years in, the one that hasn't taken early retirement is all of a sudden thinking, hang on a minute, he's doing what he wants all the time and I'm not. So the the plans can very much change. So we, we want to make sure that we point out what the need is and what we need to do to get there. Have we got enough together? Um, how are we going to uh, bridge that and we want to make sure that we build capital as efficiently as possible. So if we've got a bit of work to do, which is very often the case, we will look at making sure that we use both parties' allowances. So if one person has got a really brilliant workplace pension and the other the other party hasn't, what we want to do is perhaps build up the other party's pension a little bit more because potentially they might be wasting some of their tax allowances when they do retire so there's lots and lots of things that we factor in uh, but what is at the heart of it is what they want to achieve and we will just steer that as to as to how that um works out if the worst happens and they do subsequently get divorced or um you know one of them sadly dies we deal with that accordingly
0: and i guess that's the value of having somebody on your side that's able to dive straight in and say right okay yeah you you grieve and take your time to deal with what you need to deal with in a circumstance like that yeah. or or even a separation because you know there can be a grieving process uh, there as massively, well yeah. and you know just leave us to take care of that a bit and when you're ready to discuss it pick up the phone and come and discuss it with us yeah yeah you see we spend so much time in life focusing on on the here and now and work can be frantic jobs can be busy family life can be all-consuming and you know often we don't take time to just pause for a minute and look at some of this important stuff and we should focus on the future you know not not the immediate future the the distant future because actually the actions that we take now will very much influence the life that we have down the line
1: um so um Somebody that's very well known in the financial world, a gentleman called Warren Buffett. And a phrase that he uses, which I really like, is somebody is sitting in the shade today because they planted a tree a long time ago. And the meaning of that? I think it's just small steps. Um, You know, so big things grow um, out of taking small steps initially. And and fundamentally for me, it's about thinking that these things take time to grow as well. Um, And whenever we're talking about investing, we talk about long-term investing uh, and getting more benefit from that.
0: That feels like a good point to leave the pension conversations for now. I'm sure they'll come up at at, at other points during this season of the pod because pensions are so important and they're intertwined with financial planning in so many ways, but for now, Uh, Rachel thank you very much um, for sharing your wisdom Abigail you too it's been a a pleasure to talk pensions with you both albeit with a few scary numbers um interspersed between the conversations but hopefully they act as food for thought for people listening today if anybody wants to get in touch Rachel and, and discuss their own pension arrangements with you how would they do that
1: Um, Pick up the phone is uh, the the easiest and quickest way to do that, which is um, landline telephone number is 01228 526 976. Mobile number for myself is 07557 450 504. Or lastly, email. Um, Again, it's it's rachel.bell at sjpp.com.
0: Thank you very much. And ladies, thanks once again for uh, joining me today.
1: Brilliant. Thanks, Thanks, James.
0: Now, we always want to hear what you've got to say about the pod. So if you've got any questions or comments, please head to the social media channels on Facebook. Instagram or LinkedIn search for Rachel Bell Wealth Management as if by magic the ladies will appear and you will be able to send them a message. Alternatively you can head to the website rachelbellwealthmanagement.co.uk where you'll find a contact us form. We need you to know that the value of an investment with St James's Place will be directly linked to the performance of the funds you select and the value can therefore go down as well as up. You may get back less than you invested. The levels and bases of taxation and reliefs from taxation can change at any time. The value of any tax relief depends on individual circumstances. Rachel Bell Wealth Management is an appointed representative of and represents only St James's Place Wealth Management PLC, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority for the purposes of advising solely on the group's wealth management, products and services. More details of which can be found on the group's website, sjp.co.uk forward slash products.